Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the short book of 2 John and being challenged to watch our step. Now let's hear from Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, and appreciate you joining us for another episode of Everyday Truth. Uh, We're in the book of 2 John uh, right now. Watch your step is what we've called this little series because uh, eventually we're going to get to verse number eight where the Bible says, look to yourselves. And and that's really the the theme of this little letter where Paul, uh, Paul, so used to saying Paul, where John is writing to this elect lady and her children, probably a local church and its members, and, and reminding them about some ideals that ought to be characteristic of their church and one of the things he warns them about, matter of fact, the major thing, the theme of our series is, hey, watch out, watch your step, look to yourselves. Why? Because very quickly, we can become a church that is not centered on the truth and a church that is not driven by love. Or what'll happen is we'll emphasize truth to the exclusion of love, right? That's what happened to the church at Ephesus Uh, They tried them, which were said they were apostles and were not, found them to be liars. I mean, they were doctrinally pure, but they had left their first love. So sometimes we emphasize truth to the exclusion of love, and that just produces Phariseeism. And sometimes we emphasize love to the exclusion of truth. And what that does is it puts no guardrails on our love. And we begin to treat people in ways that are not helpful to them in the name of love. Well, I just love my children too much to spank them, or uh, I love him too much to tell him that he's wrong. And, and really what we're saying is I don't love them. So we have to look to ourselves, don't we? We have to watch our step. And that's really the theme that we're unfolding here uh, in this book. Now, last episode, we talked about verse number one. And I realized when the episode was over that we hadn't even completed the whole verse. So let's look back to it real quickly. Second John, verse 1, the elder, so John, unto the elect lady and her children, so I believe that would be to a local church and her members, whom I love in the truth. Remember we said that love and truth are not mutually exclusive. Matter of fact, they're both necessary in order for either one to, to be true. Then the Bible says, and not only I, but also all they that have known the truth. So John is not making an exclusive statement in that, hey, I love this church and I love these people. But he said this, all people that know the truth, that understand uh, the word of God are going to be people that have an affection for, a a true love for uh, this lady and her children. And therein is a great principle. The principle is this, that what ought to bind us together in Christian unity ought to be two things. Number one, our independent um, subscribing to the truth. In other words, I believe the Bible, you believe the Bible, I believe the truth about Jesus, you believe the truth about Jesus, therefore there's unity. There's unity when separate people believe the same things. Okay, so there's a big difference between the word unity and the word union. So union is, hey, let's set the truth aside so we can get together. Now that, that's always wrong. What that's saying is that fellowship is more important than truth. 
And nothing can be farther from the truth. As a matter of fact, there can be no fellowship, true fellowship without truth. No, but what unity is, is, hey, let's meet at the Bible. Let's meet at our common love for Jesus. Let's meet at our agreement with the tenets of the Word of God. So uh, when the Bible talks about all those that love are of the truth, and all those that subscribe to the truth love this church and her children, what that's saying is there's unity as we are independently seeking the same God, loving the same Bible, there's going to be a unity, uh, not a cookie-cutter uh, producing people that all do the same things kind of Christianity. Now, that's uniformity. No, the Bible's not preaching uniformity or union. The Bible's preaching unity. And unity always centers around our independent choice to love and serve the same God. Remember uh, when you, some of you that, that are married, remember in premarital counseling how the, the pastor or the counselor would uh, do that triangle illustration, remember? So there's the triangle. And uh, at the top of the triangle, he wrote the word God. At the bottom of one uh, of the points, he put your name or husband. And then at the bottom of the other uh, point, he put wife. And he said this, getting close in marriage is not a matter of getting closer this way, you know, just on a linear line, that bottom line of the triangle. No, but getting close to each other is when each one of us independently is seeking the Lord. And as each one of us independently is seeking the Lord, then the closer we get to Him, the closer we get to each other. And what's true for a marriage relationship is true for a friendship, is true for fellow church members, is true for any two believers. And that's what I think uh, the Apostle John is driving at here in 2 John 1. So look at verse number 2, uh, where the Bible says, For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. So what is, what is John saying? John is saying at, at, at the very core, at the very foundation of our relationships is a shared and common truth. It's for the foundation of the truth's sake that we get along, that we cooperate, that we lay aside our petty differences, that we uh, seek to win the world to Christ as a, as a team of uh, called out believers. It's for the truth's sake. So what should matter in our life? What should matter in our life is the irrefutable truths of God's word. And when things aren't found in God's word, uh, their preferences, their opinions that we have, Listen, that's what makes the world go around. We're all different. You know, I like Tim Horton's coffee. You like Starbucks coffee. I'm right, you're wrong, okay? So we, we have opinions in life. But the point is this, that anything that is not the truth should not foundation us and certainly should not separate us. So John said in verse two, for the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us. So isn't that interesting? That, that the word of God Truth is supposed to dwell in us. Now, think about that word dwell. The word dwell means it ought to live in us. It ought to, it ought to abide in us. So if, if somebody lives, if you come to my house and visit, I'm going to treat you differently than if you were a member of my family. If you're a member of my family, then you're going to have responsibilities. If you're a member of my family, then you're going to have access 
to places in my house that a visitor cannot go. I don't want a visitor rooting around in my closets. I don't want a visitor going back into the master bedroom. I don't want a visitor. So the point is when truth is truly at home in our life, when truth dwells in us, it ought to, it ought to have access to every part of our life. Uh, all of our life ought to be affected by the truth. The truth ought to be what drives us. It ought to be what, where we feel most at home in what we know and what we believe as we live by faith and what God has taught us. Now think about this. Truth in the Bible is personified by Jesus. So Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. So the Bible talks about Christ dwells in our heart by faith. When you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Spirit of God came to live inside of you. So the Spirit of God lives in, that's the Spirit of truth. So the Bible says that when the truth is in me and the truth is in you, when I'm living my life according to the, my yieldedness to the Spirit of God who's living through me, when the Spirit of God is reminding me of all truth, when I'm foundationing my life upon the precepts of the Word of God, and when you are, there is going to be a connecting point, regardless of our avocations, regardless of our, uh, our language. You might speak Chinese, and I speak uh, English, and you might like uh, sports, and I might be a, a computer nerd. And listen, all the other things don't matter. What matters in the body of Christ is our common commitment to and, and dwelling by uh, the truth of God's word. And that's what John comes back to over and over again. Have you ever been on a missions trip? Have you ever been in a situation where you're among other believers that maybe come from a different culture, uh, maybe even speak a different language, and yet there is a, there's a bond there's a, a commonality there that is almost palpable that you can't explain. You know what that is? That's a common love for the truth. What's in them is what's in you, and there's a spirit that bears witness with you that that is the truth. Well, that, that's, it's, it's a refreshing thing. You know, I've been all around the world. I've been in many different countries. I'm thinking about mission trips right now that I've taken to Japan, uh, to Nicaragua, uh, to India, to Germany, uh, to Myanmar, uh, ancient Burma. And boy, as I think about all of these mission trips, I think about believers, some very poor, some whom I could not even understand as far as their language, and yet all of whom had this sense of commonality with me for the truth's sake. That's a wonderful uh, principle, isn't it? Look at verse 2 again. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. So what matters in life? What matters in life is the Word of God. What matters in life is that part of you that will live forever. And we have to remind ourselves of that. You know, we fight about things that won't make a difference 10 years from now. We fight about things sometimes that won't make a hill of beans difference a generation from, from now. And what ought to drive us, unify us, and what, what ought to ultimately encourage us because it never leaves is the, the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So what is John doing as an old man? As an old man, John is saying, listen, what matters in life is truth. 
What matters in life is the things that, 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 that indwell us by God's Spirit, the things that will last forever, the eternal things found in the Word of God. So let's base our friendships, let's base our, 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 our working together, our, our esprit de corps, our gung-ho with other believers on those that believe the truth of God's Word. And so when John writes this church, writes these people, he says the love that we have for each other is a love born out of a common relationship with God because of truth and a common love for God in the truth. So I hope that helps today as you think about uh, these two theme words in the book of Second uh, John, truth and love. How do they go together? More specifically, how do they go together in your life and with your relationships. We're not going too fast in this little New Testament book, but wow, there's a lot of deep things for us to consider. We're gonna come back to verse three next episode. Hope you'll join us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.